0: This is Six Rings. The dynasty continues. And football things. The X. The Z. Vertical routes. I love football, man. With your host, Andy Hart. Well, Andy Hart is a football genius. I'm not going to pretend I sit down and watch the All-22. Next question,
1: Andy Hart, please.
0: Nick Fitzy Stevens. Is that Fitzy
1: with you this morning? Absolutely not, Fitzy. This
2: just in, I'm dead inside.
1: And Chris Shine. Derek Carr, however, is a guy I would ride tonight. I think Matt Patricia's a boob.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the latest episode of Six Rings and Football Things, a Patriots-centric podcast brought to you by your friends at WEEI, Odyssey Sports, and 2400 Sports. Alongside the great, mighty, and powerful Andy Jumbo Hart and Shime Time, Chris Shime, I'm your old pal Nick Fitzy-Stevens. On today's show, we'll discuss the recent Patriots coaching Zooms and some high-flowing confidence in the second-year linebacking core. Andy's Column, on who he thinks is going to make a veteran second year leap plus a little segment we like to call pat's potpourri where we'll get to the news notes nuggets and nonsense that have been floating and swirling around patriots nation gentlemen good afternoon how be we today
1: wonderful fitzy i'm i've been watching the pga championship all day if i'm being completely honest
2: That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. The weather has been nice. It's going to be 90 this weekend. People are out and about enjoying themselves, uh, the community, youth sports, leisure time. Even Andy Hart has a smile on his face today. (laughs) Damn right. What Shine just said,
0: boat's ready. The boat's going in this weekend and you will find me in a boat with a Miller light in my hand
2: by Sunday. Boats and throws, the original title of this podcast, but of course, (laughs) corporate shot it down. So here we are. We are six rings and football things. And of course, gentle reminder, everybody to follow us on Twitter at six rings pod. That would be the number six. Don't bother spelling it out. And of course, if you would like to ask a question anytime, six rings pod at gmail.com. We kick things off today in segment one, the first part of the pod with uh, the coaches zooms that I mentioned just a few minutes ago on the previous podcast, we talked about Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, and their media availability in the back-to-back Zoom sessions. Uh earlier this week, Andy, we heard from Steve Belichick, who had a playful little back and forth, seemed to be in a good mood, which is amazing considering the workload that he has. The he's also a, a father for the third time recently. So you know there's no sleep for the wicked, no sleep for the wicked. Um, you glean from his presser that the kind of confidence the Patriots displayed in their youth movement at linebacker the second year linebacking core that will largely second third year if you will let's not parse or mince words um or numbers what are they just science Uh, Focus. focus the cameron mcgrone's of the world the josh uches uh and of course ronnie perkins drafted last year out of oklahoma in the third round by the patriots 2021 that there seems to be a lot of confidence in these guys and their physical ability now we haven't seen much from them to date on field, uh, per- Perkins got a veritable classic Patriots red shirt last year. McGrone obviously recovered from the torn ACL. And Josh Uche, uh, to this point, I think we can all agree, has, hasn't been a bust. But uh, I would rather we not see him trend in that, uh, you know, Sean, Crable disappointing second round, uh, even Chase Winovich direction. So uh, how do you feel about the oncoming Perkins, Uche, and McGrone season, as the kids like to say, Andy. Well, I think it's interesting.
0: I mean, Matt Gross started sort of this discussion when he talked about being excited about the linebackers they have, whether it's McGrone or anybody else, as maybe a reason they didn't address the linebacker position among their 10 picks on draft weekend. And you described it accurately, like there's potential, there's mid-round draft picks, second, third-round draft picks. So theoretically, these are guys that were well thought of coming out of college. Even McGrone, who's a fifth-round pick, had he not been hurt, probably would have been a higher pick, a speed-based linebacker out of Michigan. But there's also just endless questions. I think all of the Patriots linebackers right now, as I do a mental checklist, have spent at least one stint on IR the last two years. And because
2: Uche has been on and off, Jennings, Perkins spent the whole year last year. Perkins the whole year. McGrone, obviously. Raquan McMillan, who there was a lot of good buzz last year. He was out the whole year. For for those reasons,
0: first of all, health, you know, availability is the most important ability for Bill Belichick's Patriots. And then secondary to that is we really have no idea if any of them can play other than maybe McMillan, who's a – I call him sort of a young veteran – um, former second round pick Dolphins Raiders started for both those teams at various points, but still young. And we'll get into him uh, a little bit later on. But what stunned me was the way Josh Uche was described by his, I can't call him defensive coordinator because it's not his title. We don't do titles, defensive, defensive play caller, defensive coach. Right. Um, he said of Josh Uche, Steve Belichick, quote, I see him as part of the since it's the hot word right now, part of the blueprint. I see him being an important piece to the puzzle for us going forward. And he talked on from there. I like the the optimism, I guess. And he talked about it's not just Uche. It's how he fits in with the other pieces, blah, blah, blah. I don't know that I hold the same optimism for him that Steve Belichick does. Now, he sees a lot more. Been around him all in the offseason, the workouts, all of that. I was actually hopeful Uche was going to blow up last year with the arrival of Judon. I thought the arrival of Judon might open up opportunities for Uche, and they just never really came. There was a couple little blips here, like one-offs in games, late in games. But I'm intrigued by his athleticism, his size, the idea. But year three in the NFL, I mean, hell, year three in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes was what, an MVP and a Super Bowl champion? Like, life comes at you fast in the NFL. You don't generally have a lot of time to develop, so – I think it's interesting how positive Steve Belichick was on Uche. I hope he's right.
2: So, yeah. Shime, was, I was just—I would just want to say—we've seen flashes of Uche in 2020. He had a couple of nice, a uh, couple of nice sacks, couple of great rushes. Last year, uh, we didn't see as much. Like Andy said, he underwhelmed. Maybe some cleanup duty in the aisle sacks, but not uh, the 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 potential. No, he hasn't delivered on said potential that we've seen yet. Um, Are we just, are we just, you know, pinning the defensive hopes of the Patriots to promise athleticism and, you know, freaky physical gifts, or do you think these guys can be scheme fits in a Patriots 2022 defense TBD?
1: I I think Uche can probably be a scheme fit. Like, I think he can, he'll be involved. I I just don't know that he'll be any kind of game breaker or any kind of like, Cornerstone building block. I, I think he could be a useful piece. I just don't see him as the ultimate, you know, foundational prospect or player that you want. I, I really don't see it with any of these guys, to be honest with you, and that's why that's what has me concerned. And to be fair, I haven't seen Ronnie Perkins and I haven't seen Cam McGroan on an NFL field, really, so I can't tell you what I really expect from them. I can only tell you what I went back and looked at when they came out of college, and I didn't love what I see. I didn't didn't hate it, I guess. Um, And you also have to take into consideration how these guys are healing from whatever injuries held them out for an entire season. Um, So I think Uche could have some impact. The other guys though, I have zero faith in. And to me, it was kind of, it felt like an oversight not to have a better backup plan if they don't come through. So let me ask you a
0: philosophical question. Ooh, Because okay.
1: I actually look at it, I think, opposite of you, Shine.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay, I'm, let me get my popcorn. Well, I've seen Uche over two years. There's a reason it's called the year two jump and not the year three jump. Because generally by the time you reach year three, you're starting to kind of, you are who you are. Maybe you're a backup
2: linebacker. Maybe you're a, a special teamer or a fill-in. Whereas, uh, point of point of order counsel. I had always heard that it was like the year year three. Or Is that much more for no. like wide receivers, tight ends, and offensive specialists? Oh, no. for Belichick is a big believer that between
0: rookie season and year two is where you make your biggest jump for any position. Any okay. position on the football field. And obviously, Uche didn't do that last year. If anything, I think he kind of took a step backwards or plateaued, however you want to call it. So the I'm almost more able to buy into... Something I haven't seen Cam McGrone, um, Ronnie Perkins. Dick, Ronnie Perkins, even Mac Wilson coming from the Browns. Mm, haven't seen yeah. him as a Patriot. His he's an interesting guy because they the teams basically swapped guys whose playing time diminished in their careers starting out. Like Winovich saw his play time go down, just like Mac Wilson did in Cleveland. Um, so there's a part of me that I don't want to say given up on Uche because I again last August I was hopeful. I was really hopeful of him and then when that wasn't didn't come to fruition at all last fall I'm almost like well time to move on I don't know what it is but it doesn't work
1: yeah I well, see exactly where hmm. you're coming from Andy because I, I understand the idea of oh at least these guys I think have more potential because I haven't seen them whereas you've at least seen Uche but I guess my ultimate question is and Fitzy you can you can probably lend towards this a little bit I, I just I feel like if none of these guys pan out, though, aren't you kind of screwed? Like, no, no, no. not hey, not, hey, not hey, kind of. Well, well, you're kind of, kind of not necessary. Kind yeah, yeah, is completely you're unnecessary. Just unnecessary.
0: Screwed, poop, if, if these, forced, about,
2: everything you, you are screwed, blue and tattooed. If these guys don't Literally, work out, let, wait, no, let me let me pause on no, that. You're ma- being overly negative, Fitzy. As no, you no, know no. no but but anything. I said if they don't work out in Shime's world, in no, this yes, particular so version of the matrix, it was simply
1: a hypothetical. It's, no, no, no. it's a hypothetical,
2: it. which is fine. I, 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 d- I happen to believe the thing that I'm looking forward to, I've been pinning all of my hopes as the Foxborough fanboy, if you will, on the development of the offense. Mac Jones hitting his stride year two, opening things up, power rush game, and the Patriots finding a way to keep up offensively. And as we pointed out in the previous episode of Six Rings, there's reason to be concerned about the offensive development, who's going to be in max or and exactly what the scheme, dream, and plan is going to be on offense this year. Which is why I am sort of doing a preseason pivot to pinning my hopes to the defense. Because A, obviously that's Bill Belichick's specialty. It's kind of the forte and what he's already in the Hall of Fame for, being the defensive guru. Don't tell Josh guru. Allen that. He'll never believe it. And (laughs) why don't you go on the Buffalo rumblings podcast, you jerk. And and also, uh, and also I'm really most excited to see what this defense looks like because they have committed to not having any sort of stud standout or shutdown corner. They might play anywhere between three and seven safeties on any given play in this linebacking core is a massive risk gamble and bet by the Patriots that the speed and athleticism that they're going to deploy from them all over the front, the middle and the back end of the defense is going to be what's needed to keep up or stop the Buffaloes in Kansas cities and God willing make them punt. Uh, But before I forget, Andy, I want to ask you this question about defensive ends um, and edge setters for the Patriots. Now, obviously the uh, Matt Judon had a great season last year, kind of ran himself a little ragged. We don't know if it was COVID, a hidden injury, uh, or him just getting too far upfield and people game planning for the way he got after the quarterback being the reason why he, like the team, tapered off at the end of the season. Guys like Trey Flowers are the quintessential like, perfect edge defender, defensive end for the Patriots because they're strong enough to set the edge and hold up at the point of the attack. They can rush the passer. They're fundamentally sound. And I just wonder if Perkins, if Uche are big enough and fundamentally sound enough – big enough hands, long enough arms to fit that mold of what Belichick likes out of his edge defenders.
0: Well, I mean, not to play a Trey Flowers, hand-in-the-dirt, defensive end kind of role, not all the time. But I think Uche has some stoutness to him that in certain situations you can do that, but they're more of the stand-up Matt Judon types. And I I think they have a group of those guys. And I also think you're going to see some of the versatility on the defensive line. People forget about Henry Anderson, who was a non-factor a year ago. A professional Patriots-type versatile defensive lineman that tore I think- his pec
2: early on, right? Excuse me, is what he tore his pectorals? Yeah, I tore oh. my pec. <laughs>
1: I thought that went a different direction. Yeah,
2: well, that was the that's the great line from that's the great line from Kingpin. Are you okay? I think I tore my sack. What did yeah. you say? I said I think I tore my sack.
0: Well, I thought that's what you said about Henry Anderson. And no. I, don't, I, don't, I can understand why he missed the whole year if that was the case, but <laughs> also for the pec injury as well. Um, but no, so like they have these guys that I think are more on the outside linebacker, edge setting, athletic mold, Perkins, Uche. But I wanted to get back to, so you touched on it, the safety depth. Certainly Duggar, Phillips, Peppers, are or could be a linebacker on every single play or a linebacker like role you add in bentley who they like slash trust slash have come to grips with his pros and cons strengths and weaknesses what he is limitations and then when you mix in Raquan mcmillan and mac wilson two veterans who have played in the, the nfl just not in new england i don't know that it's boom or bust for uche jennings McGrone. And I would also argue your drafting has been even more hellacious than we thought if you get nothing out of that entire list. Oh, it's way worse than we thought. Jennings, Uche. But my guess is, and this is where I'm always kind of 50 50 negative slash optimistic if you get anything out of one of those four guys, well, you're probably going to get something out of two of them. And probably two of them blow and won't be here very long, may not be on whatever. But if you get two of those guys, the safety depth, and then you lean on the Mac Wilson, Raquan McMillan, Jawan Bentley trio. I actually think you have a um, not good. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not putting together the freaking but it's usable. Yeah. Like, and, and it's a piece of the puzzle to use Steve yeah. Belichick's words.
1: Yeah. I, I Serviceable. Think that's, that's what
2: we're settling for now. Serviceable. Hey, Fitzy, beggars can't be choosers.
1: Yeah, you're asking for any kind of bright side, Fitzy? There you go. At the very least, why am I the voice of optimism
2: cool. on this damn podcast?
1: I, I agree. You are with not. You. I just asked a question
2: like we're settling for serviceable now. I happen to think they'll be more than serviceable. I'm buying into their promise and potential. That, and it's not just because, oh, Belichick must have liked him and he drafted him for a reason. So obviously, I should buy in and show all the Foxborough faith, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. No, these guys have. They should have the physical tools to be able to get it done. My only question was, are they small enough? But Shine, back to you.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I, I just I think Andy kind of cleared it up a little bit. Like I think I think he's right. I think with the safety depth that you have, those guys are versatile enough where they play this kind of hybrid safety linebacker spot. So even if those guys necessarily the McGrones and the Perkins and the Uches don't necessarily work out, it's you're you have something that you can at least work with at the linebacker position even if it's you know a couple safeties playing linebacker on every play and it's it's you have you know you have mccourty and one safety up high and then you have two other safeties down in the box like i can at least that that's kind of the direction i thought they were going with anyways when i saw all these safeties being drafted um so i i guess i i guess i kind of understand that perspective
2: All right, here's a six rings question I want to ask. Uh, Let's run around the room, and then everyone who's listening right now, please reply, weigh in. Uh, Maybe we'll even do a little bit of a Twitter poll based around this. So of the linebackers that the Patriots are looking to rely on that we haven't seen much from in previous seasons come 2022, who do we think between Perkins, McGrone, McMillan, or Uche, we will see the best season from Shaima. I'll go to you first.
1: Yeah, I think it has to just be Raquan McMillan is the obvious answer here, just because like he's at least played in the NFL a little bit. Like I understand it hasn't been a lot, but like he was a second round pick by the Dolphins. Belichick likes to take relatively high picks from other teams and make them at least marginally better on his team. Uh, so I-, I think McMillan probably has. The highest upside this season is what I would go with, uh, than the other guys.
0: Okay. I think McMillan's the answer. Um, I think he's at like 20 starts in his career. I really I thought he was intriguing last uh summer before he tore his ACL. Even his personality uh seemed a little bit in line with what we saw from that free agent class. I think he was gonna fit in on and off the field.
1: He actually has 32 starts in his career, just so you know.
0: Okay, that's I pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I will say inside linebackers, there's a lot of those guys that make their way through that you never—they're like guards in some sense. Guards, defensive linemen. There are these guys that just bounce around the league. You know the name, and then you look at their resume and you're like, "Wow, that guy started 58 games over X number of years or whatever." He did not
1: have a hundred tackle season his rookie year. So, like, I, I think there is some. Somebody has to Oh yeah, tackles. and they and they're not
0: but, fight I, about tackles. Was Jawan Bentley no, no, good no, no. last year? No, this is not a this fight is about, about tackles. Not a fight about tackles. It's just
1: it's just to say that he was on the field doing something compared he, to he was on guys. the
0: field. If you had been on the field, you would have had 100 tackles. That's how the nature of the inside
2: linebacker position works.
1: I, I but, probably would have got run over if you did. But, Andy, a
2: lot of times, and unfortunately, too. <laughs> and the same thing happened with the Patriots as well, safeties end up making the tackles. And when a safety is your leading tackler, you could say that's probably no bueno because that means they're getting to getting through to your What's third line that? of defense. But now, also, a lot, it does depend because a lot of safeties are now playing closer to the box and they're I playing.
0: Troy Polamalu led the Steelers or was near the top of the Steelers wow. at times. And they were all within like three feet of the line of human
2: Hermann. anomaly and a complete freak of
0: nature. Um, um, real quick. I'll so we can wrap up-, up. I wanted to just but- say quick. I yeah, actually think McGrone might be the upside yeah. guy. Like the That's word. that pick. you used okay. time. Yep. Now I think fans have put the Fitzies of the world, the Jerry Thornton's of the world. The super fans have put way too much stock in this idea that he is the answer to the modern speed-based Patriots linebacker, that's not fair to him. That is not fair. The guy didn't have that extensive playing time or career at Michigan. He comes out, probably could have come back for another year, comes out, gets hurt. Like, there are lots of, I don't want to say red flags, but question marks for the guy. But if you're saying best-case scenario, if, like, the absolute best thing happens, it might be McGrone having the best upside.
2: Yeah, look, listen, the reason why Steve Belichick's and other coaches of the Patriots world are so excited about Cameron McGrone and the others is because they're theirs. It's like you get excited about your own kids. It doesn't mean that they're going to be the best athlete or that the, the, the most well behaved. We deal with them because they're in our house and that's all we got. I will say, though, that if you do a tertiary little search on Twitter for Cameron McGrone, it's M-C-G-R-O-N-E or uh, the Irish response to any jokes Andy Hart makes, you see all the amazing things that Gerard Mayo, Steve Belichick, they say that he's done an amazing job picking up the defense and that his physicality, if you will, his, his tools, if you will, Andy, um, are what get the coaches most excited for him to maybe develop into something. And it's a plus that even though he was recovering from the ACL, he did work out and practice with the team for a couple of weeks last year. And they said that was a, you know, a great step in the right direction. So, we shall see. Once again, give us a vote, reply to the pod if you get a chance on the socials. Which of the Patriots second slash third year linebackers you think is going to make the biggest leap come year two on the 2022 New England Patriots defense. And of course, give us a follow at Six Rings Pod, six ringspod at gmail.com to get your questions heard or largely ignored by Andy, cherished and saviored and appreciated by me and Shime Time.